Good morning and welcome to the Free to Be Show. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited to uh, share with you. I know I say all my friends are awesome, but one of my favorite friends <laughs> today. And um, we will be talking about what could you learn traveling to five countries in seven days? And that's if you're brave enough to even do that. We'll be right back after this. Welcome to the Free To Be Show, created for your ultimate joy. I present to you your podcast host, the ultimate joy goddess, Cordelia Gaffar. Cordelia creates sustainable, self-nurturing practices that will help you discover your ultimate joy. Through her workshops, retreats, her coaching services, books, speaking engagements, and this podcast. Together, you will co-create your unique sacred experience. So what will this feel like? This will feel like four mind alignment. Four mind alignment will also mean alignment for your beautiful lotus, more movement throughout your day. For your stomach, the best nutrition to nourish your body. For your heart, acknowledging all of your emotions. And for your beautiful brain, getting more sleep. Work with the ultimate joy goddess so that you can be replenished. Are you aligned in your full mind? Be free with Replenish Me. introduce to you well first before I introduce you let me tell you a little bit about this amazing woman Kai Henderson she's graced the stages of Harvard Medical School World Economic Forum headquarters in New York City Ohm Times Radio Talk Radio New York City Total Faith Network and much more she's a former agency publicist gone rogue. Guided by her intuitive nature, she set out on an adventure to be the magic she wished to see in the world. And today she's empowering spiritual entrepreneurs to be your own publicists by securing high-level media features and six-figure opportunities on their own so that they can create a life of freedom and massive impact while remaining authentic and aligned in your full mind. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Love it. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Yeah, it's an absolute delight. I love being with you. And before we begin, just for fun, right, I just want to say there are a few people that have confused us since we're so, you know, amazing and we're dynamic Black women, right? So I would like to bring to your attention, I'm a little bit more cinnamony, cinnamony, <laughs> and she's more <really> lemony. <laughs> cinnamon and cinnamon, they go together very there you well. Go. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, and you know, but we um, bring different flavors. Otherwise, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so tell me, what compelled you to go on this journey of exploring five countries in seven days? It was a labor of love to create the itinerary like i created this note on apple i used all of the little emojis for arrival and departure and all of the different things that we saw and i realized that i love the details love 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 the details so i sent my husband this itinerary and he's like oh I thought we were just going to Mumbai. Little <laughs> <laughs> <What> did he know. <laughs> and it was inspired by being able to be present for the ultimate experience, which we both attended in Mumbai on February 25th. It was just a breathtaking experience. And the way that I showed up, for that was different than I've ever shown up before. I was willing to go and just be, just be. And what showed up for me was the opportunity to have fun and explore and do the things that I love to do. So it ended up being a trip that started off, we landed in London we spent 11 hours there on a layover, saw all of the sites, the London Eye, Borough Market. It was amazing. In and 11 hours. Wow. Okay. In 11 hours. We, we, took the, we took the underground to get there, like did all of the things, had fish and chips, pies. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. So this whirlwind of fun. And then we hop back on the plane and we go to what's next? I think the next one is India. Mm -hmm. So we get there a day before the conference and we just hang out. And I believe that I met you the day before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. So being in this magical space with all of these magical people with no agenda, mm -hmm. no agenda. Like literally no agenda. We didn't even know what was going on the day of the conference, except that we were going to be there and be with all of these awesome people. So it was, it was, it was beautiful and a different way of being for me, unconditional being. Mm. How courageous. I love that. It was great. Yeah. I think about, I'm going to just interject a few thoughts here. You know, I'm, I'm thinking like when I went to London, I thought that I had really uh, accomplished a lot. I was there for 10 days, right? And I'm thinking, wow, you were there 11 hours and you had spots I didn't. So we're going to have to talk about that. You know, help me with my itinerary because I am going back to London this year. So <laughs> <laughs> but, but I love the courageousness not only in building that itinerary out, but also in choosing, I was going to say selecting, but I'll say choosing how to show up and just be, right? 
And um, so many times we want to plan how we will participate in something. And just leaving yourself to the freedom to be, right? Um, and I'm sure we'll touch more on this all throughout the show. And so then where did we go after Mumbai? After Mumbai, we went to Dubai. Ah. <laughs> was, that a, was that because you were trying to rhyme or what was that? <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> Mumbai, Dubai. <laughs> we went to Dubai. We got there really late. We had a, a situation where we actually booked a room that was in the terminal. So we didn't have to leave. Oh, nice. But we went outside of the terminal anyway. Uh-uh. We didn't have tickets. So there was it was really an adventure getting back into the airport, back to the terminal so that we could go to sleep. Wow. Okay. <laughs> The result was that we got to have a peak of Dubai at night and we were walking outside and I looked right across the parking lot and there was this this huge dome. I believe that it was a mosque and the way that the light it was just one beam of light that was shining onto the mosque. It was so profound and it was really the only like the only bit of Dubai that I got to experience on the outside of the airport, but it was beautiful. Mm. And that was a a moment that I'll remember for a really long time. So how many hours were you there? Um, Somewhere around like 10 to 12. I don't remember exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So these are like, with the exception of Mumbai so far, I'm hearing about well, I guess it would only, it could only be half a day, you know, well, 12 hours, something like this. Mm-hmm. So far. Mm-hmm. So far. So, so far. far. Okay. <laughs> and then where did you go? <laughs> I'm pulling up my fancy itinerary just in case I could check. I and- wish that you could share that. Like, I would, like, is there a setting on here? Oh, there's a present, but I don't know. Okay, never mind. <laughs> we'll do that privately (laughs) all good all good and i'd love to share the itinerary with you okay so we were in dubai for we were in dubai we got there at like 10 o'clock at night and we left at around 8 a.m okay so yeah it was like you know 10 hours or so yeah that is 10 hours okay and so um and then you went to Got it. And then we went to Cairo, Egypt. We've <laughs> been to Cairo. Oh my goodness. Okay. So now what happened? <laughs> so this was a series of magical events. A friend of mine had just been to Egypt a couple of months before. Mm-hmm. And she had shared with me before I even knew that I was going to Mumbai. She was like, oh my goodness, I had this amazing tour guide. Like, I'd love to put you both in touch. Like, if you ever go to Egypt, just reach out to him. He's like family. He'll show you around and everything. So, lo and behold, a couple months later, I was like, hey, friend, can you put me in touch with that tour guide? And uh, he was amazing. 
he like literally made sure that we were taken care of from the moment that we landed until the moment that we departed. We spent two days in Egypt. Mm, okay, nice. So you were just in Cairo or did you go to Alexandria? We were in Cairo and Giza. And oh, okay. Yeah. Little do, little do we know. I thought that the pyramids, it's like you land at the airport and the pyramids are like right there. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> it's our drive to Giza. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it takes a spot. <laughs> it, takes, it takes a minute to get there. Uh, all I know is two of my sisters, you know, biological sisters, have been to uh, Egypt. And um, yeah, it's, it's a trip to get to Giza, so. Oh, wow. Oh, look at this. Hey, Wanda, how are you? You both look like sisters. Y'all are doing some amazing things. <laughs> oh, you're going to Egypt next year. Cool. You should get in touch with Kai and see if she can, you know, not that that's what you do, but that's what you do. <laughs> I would love to refer this tour guide. His name is Oscar and he is, he knows all of the things and is also very, very kind. Okay. Yeah. That's very important. Yeah. Very, very important. All right. So we've got uh, London and then we've got Mumbai and then we've got Dubai and then Cairo. Yeah. So one more. One more. <laughs> <laughs> so we leave Cairo. And we land in Casablanca, Morocco. Morocco! Oh my goodness! I feel like I'm on some show or something. Please tell me about Morocco. <laughs> I've been wanting to go there too. <laughs> Yay! I love that Casablanca got me present to how much we take English for granted. Ooh. In Casablanca, the main languages were French and Arabic. Mm -hmm. Not English and Arabic, not English and French. The yeah. main languages were French and Arabic. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, how did that go? <laughs> so, I said shukran a lot. <laughs> Good job. Good job. <laughs> and, uh, and we managed. We managed, you know, with a little bit of um, sign language <laughs> that we made up. And, um, you know, and also just, we were very fortunate to come across some really generous people. We made it there late at night and our hotel was the hotel that was right next to the airport. Hmm. However, there were three of them with the same name. Uh-oh. <laughs> that must have been fun. How was check-in? <laughs> Not to mention that we arrived at midnight. <laughs> oh, of course, there's that. Yeah. So we had a nice uh, tour of the town. It was actually serendipitous because being in a new city like that, I really wanted to get, you know, a taste of what the city life was like, um, you know, just as I had that little peak of Dubai from the airport, as profound as it was. Um, and then here in Casablanca, we managed to get a taxi to the wrong hotel. So we ended up going into the middle of the city, which was half an hour away. We ended up walking around trying to find food and phone chargers, like the adapters to go into the walls. Ooh. And we ended up seeing Casablanca. Oh, wow. Nice. And it was 
it had a lot of hi Bobby. <laughs> hi Bobby. Hi Wanda. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Yeah. Yeah. It reminded me of New York City a little bit. Mm -hmm. There was, I think we walked by an H and M. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. There were some familiar stores. Um, again, French and Arabic. So we we managed, we navigated. And then we eventually, because of the kindness of the hotel, the person who was at the desk, who called up his friend at midnight and said, hey, can you drive them back to the other hotel? Aww. Amazing, amazing. Uh, because of his kindness, we were able to make it back that same night. And we had a really good sleep after that. That you did. A nice little <laughs> workout, walking through a town. <laughs> <laughs> what day was it just out of curiosity was it like a saturday or good question i think it was a tuesday i think it was a tuesday tuesday okay. or wednesday okay things buzzing midweek in casablanca <laughs> midweek casablanca in the middle of the night and there were there was nobody out we were just so lucky to be able to find our way around so it was a genuine experience we were there in Morocco for 17 hours. Okay. So we had some rest. We had an amazing breakfast with all of the Moroccan delicacies, dates and tea and olives. And it was, it was awesome. Mm. Did you try their merguez? They're, they're like the sausages that are a little bit spicy. Oh, I don't know. There were tons of cured meats and cheeses. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. That sounds amazing. And what I love about that particular story is where you said, even though there was a, you know, there could have been a, a serious language barrier, kindness seems to have been the language that you um, spoke, and, which is a universal language. So that's quite a learning in itself yeah 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 it opened my eyes so let's let's talk about that a little bit um is this the only place first of all is this the only place where kindness was the common language no everywhere okay everywhere even in london even in london so here's a london story <laughs> we were on our way to go into the underground for the first time, which is, by the way, London's subway system. Mm -hmm. And I was using my phone to just like place next to the reader, you know, so that it would charge my card and then let me go in. Mm -hmm. And Dell's wasn't working. My husband's wasn't working. So the woman who was there with us, who uh, she was like, she was just London embodied. She was very kind in taking the time to, I had a map, she drew on the map where it is that I was going. She allowed my husband to go through, like we just, we made it happen together. And to be on the underground during rush hour with our suitcases, totally looking like tourists. <laughs> We took the 45 minute ride into the city, but felt, I felt so at ease, so peaceful, just knowing that everything was going to be okay. And it was. Yeah. So you took, uh, you went straight from Heathrow. 
Yes. Okay. Yeah, I did that also. When I came in, I, I decided to take the um, the tube into the city. I stayed in central London. Where did you stay? We didn't. Oh, you didn't. That's right. Yeah, no, no sleep. We just <laughs> 11 hours. Boom. Wow. Okay. <laughs> right. That uh, eight or nine hour flight or however many hours it is to get there. That was our opportunity to rest. And then we were like, we were on. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I love that. And I love that you found kindness in London. So even though you both spoke English, right? Yeah. And that's up for grabs, right? Because like British people think that Americans don't speak English, but um, <laughs> we speak American. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, so, hey, Sonia, how are Hi, you? Hi, Sonia. <laughs> um, you found kindness. All right, so let's let's uh, revisit in Mumbai. I mean, mm -hmm. I I was there with you, and I met you um, yeah. the night before. Was it Friday night? And then we, again, were sitting near to each other on Saturday during the event. So I'm aware of that kind of kindness. And I also, um, I'm going to share some of my experience of you when I met you. And even when I was just observing you, right? So on one of the breaks during the event, I, um, what was it? I was going for, I think, some salad or whatever. And I looked over and I just saw you just laughing with some people who, you know, perhaps language, English wasn't their first language, right? But you were just so um, in tuned and connecting with them on such this deep level, right? And just your, um, your joy and your radiance was like really infectious. And so I, I paused on my way to get food to observe the interaction. And um, of course I was affected by your infectiousness, but I, I was just watching and seeing how people were responding to you. And I, and I thought it was such a beautiful exchange of loving kindness. So um, that was my experience of you and observing you with others and I, I lost track of what it was I was doing, actually, and ended up not getting the food that I wanted, which was totally fine, because as it turns out, I required water anyway. And so I did that. Um, yeah. So what was your experience there? The, the freedom was an opening for me to get in touch with who it is that I truly am, to allow everything to fall away except for pure presence. And I got to discover what pure presence was for me. And I can't name it because once I name it, it's not, it's not that. <laughs> Yeah. But I got to be it. Yeah. You are it. Yeah. Yeah. You are it. And um, that's beautiful. I'm, I'm glad that now you embody that. You know, people think that you have to go somewhere to be taught how to embody something. And embodiment is just that. You just are it. You know? 
And so I love that for you. I love that for me too, because now I get to experience that whenever I'm with you. Yay. <laughs> Yay us. <laughs> and it's how we met. We were just being, we were just chilling out in the lobby and it's like, oh, hi. <laughs> Are you the person that people keep calling me? Oh, okay. Awesome. You said that, right? You were like, oh, hi, uh, twin. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you're a lot taller than me. So, but okay, I'll take it. <laughs> I've always wanted to be tall. <laughs> it's so. freedom to laugh, freedom to do nothing, you know, freedom to be in silence and just hug, freedom mm -hmm. to eat, freedom to watch and listen, mm -hmm. freedom to talk and connect and discuss all of the things all of the things in in every moment all of the possibilities and no matter how many possibilities there were it all felt like enough yeah and there's infinite possibilities so there's that <clears throat> freedom to be yeah right sonia was there in that that lobby interaction well maybe not all the three of us at the same time but yeah um, so yeah, we met her in India as well. Likewise. And, and then let's see. So then when you went to Dubai, what experience of kindness did you have? Mm. In Dubai, <laughs> we <were laughs> it must've been trying to get back into the airport terminal, but okay, <laughs> I'm waiting. <laughs> it was, it was, we were a security risk. Yeah, we were. <laughs> That was brave. I mean, no, I'm totally honoring that. I would have done the same, but I'm like, yeah. <laughs> we were a security risk. And <laughs> through conversation, yeah, so Sonia, we did. We had a divine connection in in Mumbai. We got to meet over breakfast. And the conversation that came up over us meeting, it's like we all knew each other's families just like that. We were all connected to everyone without even having to speak. And it arose through the knowing that we all were. It's the, the love and the kindness, you know, directed us intuitively to have breakfast you know at the same time to to mention certain things at the same time about you know our experience and create connection around that you know and to inspire us to continue to be connected it was absolutely divine yes <laughs> and in uh and we continued you know, that the momentum that we built in each city, in London, in Mumbai with Sonia and the other people that were at our table, Christina was there too, um, and, and more, and everyone. It was one momentous experience that led from one thing to the other. So by the time that we got to Dubai after experiencing so much kindness and being the embodiment of that, right? I had to have a heart-to-heart -heart conversation with security. I was like, hey, uh, we're supposed to be sleeping in Terminal C. We're out here on the outside. I don't have a ticket. Um, Expedia didn't really even send me much of an itinerary. So um, how can you help us? 
and they did. They're, I mean, we got like we we understood what happened and um, and how to correct it the next time that we take an international trip because we're also international, right? We have yeah. to go through customs. We're Americans with our passports, um, <laughs> so we got to see more of Dubai. It was how it is that I like to frame it. And we were able to find our way back to Terminal C. We got to see all of the shiny things. Dubai is a very shiny city. Isn't it? <laughs> it's like Vegas, but like oh. more. <laughs> oh, <wow>. Yeah. <laughs> Over the top with the bling, huh? Imagine that Arabs doing that, huh? <laughs> with all the gold that they possess. Yeah. <laughs> and oil and other stuff. So. That's amazing. An experience of trust, you know, as well. It was beautiful. Yeah, so trust and kindness, our languages and our states of being and ways of being. And um, so let's dive a little bit more into that. But I want to take a little bit of a commercial break, if that's all right with you. Yeah. And we'll be right back after this. Create your ultimate joy personalized experience. Where do you see yourself this year? Is it in Hawaii or the Caribbean or perhaps it's Mexico? There are locations all over the world where you can connect with the elements. Wherever you choose, you can be with me the ultimate joy goddess to create and be a stand for your joy. Where would, where do you see yourself? Where would you like to be? Don't dream about it. Make it happen. Connect with me at CordeliaGafar.com. I'm going to Mexico next week, so anybody want to come, reach out. <laughs> I'll be there for three weeks. Yeah. So. Talk about being intuitively guided. So this dress Ooh. I got from Mexico. Ah, <laughs> and this tattoo I got as a Mexican souvenir. Okay. So you got that in Mexico too? I did, yes. What? Nice. <laughs> okay. Love it. I, don't, I can't really tell what the the tattoo is though it's a koi fish oh okay <laughs> very nice and it matches your dress i love it thank you <laughs> so um have so much fun by the way when you go i will have so much fun you know i'm going there for my embodiment retreat you know i'm i'm in my contra program and um, and then after that, I'm just going to take the time to integrate all the things I embody and so that I can come back nice and fresh and juicy for all my clients, you know. And um, it's funny because I was originally thinking I'm going to pause the free to be show while I'm there. But then I had a conversation with a girlfriend of mine in London this morning who has like really been talking about being her own publicist. She's really gotten a lot of, um, you know, like Good Morning London and stuff. She's like the face of the Muslim woman there now. And um, she was just encouraging me to have different conversations on the show surrounding what I do. 
And so I think I will actually be doing some um, solo shows while I'm there. So, yeah, interesting. <clears throat> so let me talk a little bit about what it is that you do. You're a publicist gone rogue, and you're teaching people to be their own publicist. And hello, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that. I love Publicist Gone Rogue. That is such a cool title. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I was I was very fortunate to have an amazing mentor and work at a celebrity PR firm um, for about half a decade. And then after that, I was a freelancer in public relations for about a decade. And I think the two of those experiences together is a decade. So let's put them put them together since 2011. I was like, you don't look <laughs> But <laughs> who knows? Black don't crack. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Yellow just mellows. So... <laughs> So I had this amazing experience um, with that mentor where I learned a lot of things. And one of the phrases that was brought up a lot is that you cannot achieve at a level to which you have not yet been exposed. Hmm. And so I did a little remix on that quote. And I said that you can achieve at a level at which you have been exposed. Hmm. And I've been exposed to quite a lot, like to billionaires and private jets and the entertainment world and what it looks like behind the scenes of Broadway shows, producing movies, um, you know, creating, um, creating amazing personalities and their fame and wealth and what people do with it. And what I noticed is that I was a, I was a spiritual being and it, it did a lot of healing um you know what whatever that word means for you for me it meant that i became more of who i am hmm. and in that i saw that there is an opportunity for me to be who i am and be known hmm. and as simple as a concept as that may sound it was mind-blowing to me like, you mean that I can just be who I am and that's enough to be seen in the world? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. I, <laughs> wow. Like, I'm listening to you as if I've never heard you say that before. <laughs> like, really, I'm pretty sure you've said it many, many times in the sessions I've attended of yours, but it's just like, I want that to land for people. Repeat that again. Yeah. The big breakthrough for me was realizing that I could be who I am, like who I truly am, have that be enough and be seen. Hmm. Yeah. It was it was a moment. I was like, <sighs> yeah, that is a moment. I had to give that some space. All right. So what does that mean? Speak say more. <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs> that means that, and I'm gonna I'm gonna extrude this concept from me to everyone, 
Right. I'm gonna put you on solo layout so they can see you. <laughs> <laughs> <My success. laughs> if I can be enough hmm. and be seen, you can too. Yes. I don't have to wait to be discovered. I don't have to wait for someone to give me an opportunity. I can create it. And that is what being your own publicist is about. Creating the opportunity, creating your stage, creating your spotlight, being the star of your own movie, your own campaign, your own book, your own story. We have everything that we need. We are who we need to be. And it's time to shine. It's time right now, right, right now. Yeah. And that's what this is about. It's about you. I love it. Here's some of the things that are coming in behind that. Sonia says, thank you. Dolly says, so powerful, thank you. Thanks, Dolly. And creating your, your stage, yeah. I just got <laughs> chills. Yeah. <clears throat> that is so powerful and, and it's true. I think um, sometimes, and, and I don't think it's gender specific. Sometimes we just think that, well, if I take off that last mask, you know, like people are not going to really resonate, you know, and, you know, the possibility of creating your own stage like what like i don't even know how to make a stage right those are the, the stories we start to tell ourselves and uh none of it's true it's uh you know that that's part of the reason behind this show right the free to be show because i wanted to have conversations about what i wanted to talk about with the people i wanted to talk to you know and I didn't want to do it in a coffee shop. I wanted to do it someplace where like, oh, you know, somebody else might benefit just like one other person. But like today we've got three or four or five people here. You know what I mean? At least. So, um, and this is a, a way of being that you're opening up specifically, you said spiritual entrepreneurs to now, um tell me more about that i mean i i know you said that you're a spiritual being but like why did you select spiritual entrepreneurs what's special about them <laughs> <laughs> right being being brave being free enough to be who i am means that i get to have a really powerful yes and a really powerful no hmm. And for me, it's really easy for me to say yes to being my authentic self and no to anything other than that. So a yes for me is being able to speak my language, being able to use the tools and the resources that I've created in this reality that I feel are for me. And that may resonate with a lot of people and it may not resonate with a lot of people 
and I'm okay with that. Yeah. So, so that individuals know that I'm speaking to them, I decided to add on a word, a word that has a meaning to a lot of people and may mean something different to others. For me, what spiritual means is that you're open to the possibility that you create your reality. Hmm. Because that's what I talk about a lot. That's what I love to talk about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the <clears throat> that's the light and the fire and um and your flavor of what you bring to the world. And I love that. And I <clears throat> I also want to bring into the definition here that the distinction between a spiritual entrepreneur versus a religious entre entrepreneur, right, would be that <clears throat> spiritual entrepreneurs, what I'm hearing you say, are um, more open to um, the possibility of themselves. And um, they they're also open <clears throat> in that process to creating what the rules and the boundaries of that would be as opposed to a religious entrepreneur who would be more um adhering to the confines of whatever rules are you know uh popular in their religion right so i feel a bit differently and the way that i feel is that i put my energy into defining or creating as opposed to defining, I put my energy into creating who I am. And the energy that I give that word is what will attract the people to me. Mm -hmm. I don't need to define the people. I just need to define me. I just need to create me. And who I'm being will attract who, who wants to be there. And they can be religious. They can be anything they want to be. And that word for me is the energy that I'm using to be who I am. I love that distinction. That's even better <clears throat> because <laughs> <laughs> defining, defining who you are, that, that makes you the vortex. And let me, let me replace that word creating, okay. creating who creating. I am. Yes. <laughs> Actually, you did say creating. I just chose something different. Okay, so creating who you are, to be clear, is the distinction. Yes. And that's what makes you the vortex for who it is that you're serving. Correct. The vortex for everything. You're absolutely right, Cordelia, who I'm serving, the opportunities that come my way, being here, mm -hmm. came from the creation of being. Yeah, it really did. Cause I just like, I reached out, right? It had been just over 30 days. Was it? No, maybe more than that since we had met in India. And I was just like, you were so cool. I wanted to hang out with you more. And like, you live up the street, up the street, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, New Jersey is up the street. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, now that we're on US soil, we gotta hang. So, um, this yeah you're right it's, it's part of that creation right and we're always creating and we're always being so why not get present to it 
get aware of what that is and put maybe put a little intention into it, a little yeah. flavor on it, like you were saying. <laughs> yeah, that that you know, intention is the flavor, and and so many people skip that important step of intention. Right. So let's talk about that. What's your intention with how you're serving spiritual entrepreneurs to be their own publicist? What's the mission? Got it. Is to create a sustainable way to be successful. It it may be sustainable for some to hire a publicist at you know many thousand dollars a month, um, you know, and to hire a team and to have that team do the work for you. That is absolutely sustainable for a lot of people, right? And also, what I'm finding in my practice is that teaching people to do it themselves creates a certain magic, a certain empowerment that I love being in the presence of. Watching the breakthrough happen, going from waiting to being in action, it's a whole phenomenon. And to be able to be the space for people to create that for themselves, it's mind blowing and it's just, it takes my heart. It fills my heart every single time. Yeah. I love the community you're creating. I've, you know, I've been part of some of what you're creating. I I think I was more active in April than I have been recently. but I, I do know some people that are, their lives are changing and I, I love to see the result of that. Um, is there anyone, are there, is there any case study, you don't have to use names or anything that you would want to share that you think would be inspirational? <laughs> <laughs> I am my best case study, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> And that's my business model. (laughs) I will forever be my best case study. And it's so funny because we were talking about testimonials uh, yesterday in the Be Your Own Publicist group on Facebook. And there's a way that we can get really creative about this, right? Mm -hmm. When we're present to testimonial, we're present to giving and receiving. Mm -hmm. And so I created a fictional testimonial, which just, it lit me up and made my day. So this fictional testimonial, I'll have to give you the link to it so that you can watch it for yourself. Okay. (laughs) And I'm going to just um, show this up so people can join your Facebook group. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) The testimonial is from, have you watched the movie Harry Potter? Yes. The testimonial is from Hagrid. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. So what if Hagrid took the course and became his own publicist? Hmm. Okay. (laughs) What would be possible, right? Okay. So I did a video and I created this testimonial from Hagrid and showed what would happen if he became his own publicist. Mm, Okay, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) And for me, this had me get present to fun. 
It had me get present to play. It had me get present to magic. It had me get present to being seen. Hmm. All of these things. And I, I laugh every time that I think about it. And that to me, like, that's joy. Yeah. And I get to do this every day. And you get to do it every day, that part, you know, and just I'm hearing the overwhelming gratitude and heartfulness that you have for what you're doing and, and that you get to do it, you know, and it's again, like I said in the beginning, so very infectious um, because I just see the ripple effects in the world through the the people that are you know whose lives are changing and businesses are changing you know under your your guidance empowerment is such an amazing thing and so i know that we are kind of talking about a little bit of everything but i want to connect the dots between the the lesson of um the creating the language, right? Or, or learning a new language of kindness, right? Which is what I see as the, the major takeaway from the five countries in seven days and uh, being your own publicist and bringing that into the world. So um, when you empower people to be their own publicist, would it be fair to say that you're allowing them to create a new language? Hmm. I will say that I'm creating space to allow them to create, period. Mm -hmm. And it may be their own language. It may be their own paradigm. It may be their own realm the space to create and to be free to create and be okay with what that is, is it's a miracle. It is. And I just started ready for press day three and it's mind blowing. Kai, you give so much value to your followers. Your heart shines. Oh, oh, wait, with all you do. Okay. I was like, yeah, that didn't make sense, but okay. I understood. Understood. Yes. Thank you, Sonia. Keep going. You got this. <laughs> so there we go. There's a there's another, you know, case study right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Creating period does um it, it it creates an energy of reciprocity, right? So in when you open up when you create space for people to create themselves. Um, that allows whatever's meant for them to flow to them. So for me, I think of that as the as communication, right? They're now communicating differently with the world. So that's why in my mind, I was reducing it to language. But then language is relative, I think, you know, yep. because uh, we communicate energetically, visually, physically, spiritually, and all these other ways that we're, we we um, don't openly recognize, and it's happening. And so that is the empowering space that you create. 
Right, right. You're absolutely right. Language arises from being. I could have very well said purple entrepreneurs. I could have said unicorn entrepreneurs. It's not the word, it's the being. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Ooh, so good. Okay, so like all that, my beautiful viewers and listeners, let that land. And I'm going to close the space. Help us with that, Kai. How, what, what, is, uh, what would you like to close our space with today? Space. Space. This is the space. You are it. We can put things in our space and our relationship to those things is the quality of our experience. We are the space, so we get to be the experience through our being. It's a lot of words. It's a lot of words. And you are it. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the Free to Be show today and for your wisdom and for your gifts. And um, thank you, um, those of you who came live today. And I invite all of you to share this with another heart, share this with another soul. And until next week, be free. Thank you for listening to the Free To Be Show with the ultimate joy goddess, Cordelia Gaffar. Take some time to go into your depths. What would it look like to create your sacred experience? What would it feel like to create a world where you had your ultimate joy, where you are completely aligned in your full mind. Are you ready for a sacred experience? Allow yourself the freedom to be replenished and free. Connect with the ultimate joy goddess at www.cordeliagaffar.com.